0: Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. I I don't know about you all, but that's kind of what it feels like when I go traveling with my family and I let them pack the car. Uh, you know, they put it's like that's that's where you're gonna put that. Okay, uh, you know, I can't see out the window. Oh, you're bringing Legos. That's fantastic. Easy to do while you're driving in a car, bumping up and down roads to put Legos together. Oh, I'm glad you brought all the blankets, right? Because not like we don't have air control in the car. But thank you for bringing all the blankets and every stuffed animal you've ever purchased from your day of birth, right? How many people have been going on vacations? I'll call them overpacking trips. Anybody overpacking trips, right? And then you don't use half the stuff, and then you got to clean the car out when you're back or just leave it for the next trip, whatever. Um, So first of all, I'm so excited to be here with you all today. This is technically, I mean, it's technically the middle of summer. Right, we got about six weeks passed. We got about six weeks left. So this is like the the middle of summertime, which is a big time for me because usually in the middle of summer is a special day for me. I mature in life in the middle of summer. Also, too, it comes around close to the time of the Fourth or Independence Day. It was a very important date for our country, and then for me personally, a very important date for me personally. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But like like most things in the summertime. I think this service is kind of like a movie premiere, right? You know, a lot of you people probably won't even see this till a couple of days later because you're on summer vacation or you're doing summer things. So I figured, let's do the intro kind of like a movie premiere. So let's try that, let's, let's do that. Four walls, structure behind Long John Silvers. (laughs) You walk close to the door, you open it. What's that smell, is it Jesus? Crispy donuts, yes. And coffee, it's given to you. You take it, you taste it, Mm, taste and see that it is good. You walk into the service, you hear this loud music playing. Is it a rock band? No, it's not. They have their hands raised, they're talking about Jesus, but I can't see him. You sit in your chair and you look on the back, there's a tag. It's got a square on it. If you don't have the Church Center app, you can get your cell phone, put it up to the thing, and it magically shows up on your phone. this is your first time coming to visit with us, we won't do anything creepy. Oh, will we? (laughs) And you don't even have to attend in real life because it's virtual. Right? That would be cool. That would be like a fun intro to do, something like that, right? Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Let me find the Jesus part in here and talk about Jesus, talking about Jesus. So this talk today, so I'm Hardy, by the way. Some of you all know me. A lot of you guys do not because I'm usually tucked in with the kindergarten through the fifth grade class. And now you see why they keep me in there. Um, but that's usually where I am. But Scott said, hey, man, you want to come out and play? I was like, yeah, boy, let's play. So I'm going to kick off this new series that we're going to be in for the next oh, four weeks or so through the month of July, for sure, where we're going to be talking about this new topic. And the topic is shape. Now, I know what you're thinking. We're talking about shape? Really? You just said you're giving us coffee, donuts, my kids are getting coked up on daggum candy, and now you want to talk about shape? You're nothing but a hippopotamus. You know what I mean? Oh, hypocrite, sorry. You're nothing but a hypocrite, right? You, you say one thing and do the other, right? So that, that's what we're doing here today. But here's the cool thing. Breathe easy. We're not talking about the physical shape. We're talking about our spiritual shape in Christ. Because if we're completely honest, our summer bod kind of looks like the spring bod, which kind of resembles the winter and the fall season body as well, right? So we're talking about our spiritual shape. What does that mean? And that's what we're going to spend a lot of time in. So let's just jump on in. Learning point number one. If you have the church center app, you can find it. If not, use that QR code that's on the back of your chair there. Use your phone. It's like, use your phone in church? The devil. No, you can use your phone in church. So you can check out the lesson. Or at least keep your volume down so we don't hear your videos. Anyway, learning point number one. My godly shape gives me meaning and significance in life what we're going to do, we're going to examine all these different pieces that make up our shape in Christ. Now, we're going to figure out what we're wired for, how we're designed, what we're created to do through Christ. This is awesome because God loves variety. Just look around, right? Look around. There's so much variety just in this room, different sizes, different shades of color, different hair textures. Some of us, not so much, Uh, but you know, different things, right? That make us up. But we have in our mind, for whatever reason, this this stereotypical picture of what this Christ follower, what this believer looks like, but God likes variety. For example, this is Ken Ham. Uh, Ken Ham made the uh, the Ark Encounter Museum that's in Kentucky. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. But it's Ken Ham, right? Sometimes we have this image of this believer, right, wearing a suit and a tie and having a Bible in the hand talking about Jesus, right? Or maybe you have in mind this type of person, right, an athlete. This is Reginald White, one of the best defensive ends of all time right? Someone who's in the public eye talking about Jesus. That may be who the picture we think of a Christian, someone who is on fire for God, someone who's maximizing their shape for God. Let's make it a little bit more relatable. Maybe this is us, right? Just regular old person trying to fix a sink, trying to save a couple... Trying to save a couple dollars, you've been to your local home improvement store, Lowe's, Home Depot, watched some videos, figured, hey, I could take care of this sink, right? It's gonna be really easy. I'll buy the right parts, i put it on there. Oh my gosh, it doesn't fit. It's still leaking. I just ruined the cabinet. Oh my gosh, I lost my receipt, but I'm gonna take it back to the store because I got the card. And you know they'll take it back, right? So maybe that's us. Or maybe even more relatable, something like this, right? Uh, so for you all that are new to the church, this is me prior to COVID. Um, <laughs> So COVID's been good to me, as I can say. Um, hallelujah. Okay. Uh, this is Pastor Scott. He, he is the one who let me give my last talk up here uh, ever in life. Um, but God likes variety. So much so he says this in Psalms chapter 139, verses 13 through 14. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. This is kind of the key to this series that we're going to be in. We're going to be utilizing this verse there. How God created us in the midst of the foundations of the world. He created us. But you see, God makes us all unique. There's no one person, even if you're a twin, there's no one person in here that is exactly alike. But it could be, right? God could have made us like this, right? Not fluffy, but you know, we all kind of look the same, do the same things, hang out all the time, do this, you know, that could be us, right? But God decided to do something different and make us unique. So we want to find our meaning, we said in learning point number one, but learning point number two our uniqueness should be proof of our importance to God. This variety is so important to God. Our creator, in the midst of making the stars and the sky and the universe and the animals, decided to make us all different. You now, if we all grew up in southwest Virginia, we'd probably all have the same kind of talk, right? A little slower talk a little bit, drive a little bit slower, bless your hearts. How you doing? Afternoon, right? But if you put us up in New York, it'd be a little bit different. I'm not even going to try that accent. That's not me. Right? We just got a different shell that we're in. God took so much time, he didn't multitask when he was making me, or split-tasking is a new term, right? He didn't split-task when he made me, when he made you, when he made you. Now, this verse gets a little bit confusing, right, in Psalms 139. It says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What the jalapenos is going on, right? Fearfully and wonderfully made, what in the world does that mean? Some Bible texts will use the word complex, and of course, if any of us have children or been around kids and niece and nephew, we know that they're complex. But if we're truthful, we don't even know ourselves that good. And we know ourselves the best, but we know how complex we are, right? We are complex individuals. And for whatever reason, we look at that as if there's something that's bad. There's something wrong with that. You were made by God. We just got to have a little bit of direction. And that's the purpose of this series called Shape. So, we're going to dig a little bit deeper, kind of a sky view of what we're going to talk about for the remaining of this month. Our Father in heaven is a giver. So in the midst of him giving us something, what are we going to do with his legacy moving forward? Yes, each of us are a masterpiece, yes. But we got to start with an acronym, SHAPE. S stands for spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Now, for some Bible scholars in here, say, well, those not spiritual gifts. It's actually fruits of the Spirit, and you're correct. There are fruits of the Spirit in the Bible, all right? So love, joys, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. There's nothing against these things. There's no law against these things. These are great things that are spiritual, that are, that are fruits of the Spirit. Well, we're specifically talking about spiritual gifts, where there are blessings in the Bible that are listed throughout, talking about how God can use us to do bigger things than what we currently are doing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7, it says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. So we're given something so that we can use it to benefit our fellow man, our fellow woman. It's a gift. Let's use it for what it's intended for, right? It's intended for the benefit of everyone else. So we're going to look in further details here, but let me just put a couple of these spiritual gifts that are there. We have, some of us are great teachers. Some of us are strong faith warriors, right? They're faithful to, to, uh, just to the end. Some of us are great at encouragement. Some of us are great at wisdom. Some of us are great at service. So I, I just want to point this out. As a parent, I got young kids. They're getting older now, but you know, they're not babies anymore. They're kind of that in-between stage, right? The deodorant stage. Yeah? We can relate with that? Okay. So we're in that stage, right? Like, it's kind of like, oh, shoot, I forgot my deodorant. It's like, I can tell. Um, (laughs) We're in that stage, right? Um, So, but I say all that to say, people that have children and they drop them off here, we follow our kids everywhere. We just came back from vacation, went to Maryland, and my kids are at the park. I'm following around them. Where are they going? Here we go. I'm following them everywhere, right? But when parents come to Blue Ridge Church, for whatever reason, they come to the front door, we put the label on them, pop, drop them off, and you're out with no word. And somebody's like, yeah, amen, love Blue Ridge Church, baby. I come to all two services, but I don't really come to two. I come to only one, but I'll drop them off anyway. Um, not to call you out. Not that I've ever done that. We used to have three services. Mm. I was full of the spirit then. Drop them off at nine and pick them up at one or whatever, whenever Scott called me. Um, but... I say all that to say that some of us are great at service, and that's why we want you all to get involved with the church. Maybe it's the parking ministry. Maybe it's working with the youth. Maybe it's help cleaning up. Maybe, maybe you're bossy, so we can help have you direct people into this, to the, to the church, right? We can use those gifts and talents, utilizing your shape for God. Some of us have mercy. Some of us are great with hospitality. We always see the people that are serving donuts and coffee and things. That's not me. I couldn't do that job because I'd eat all the donuts, right? Because I like donuts. Who doesn't like? You don't like donut? You're a Christian? Whatever. Um, but hospitality, right? So many different spiritual gifts that we can use, and that's why we want to plug you into the right place, right? So that way you can utilize your, your gifts and talents. That's S. The H in shape is your heart. We're going to spend a, a whole service talking about our heart Now, this this is a little bit of a challenge because the heart, it's the center, it's the source of our being. It's our emotions, our feelings. Sometimes the heart can be led astray by other things that can distract us, but the heart shows us where our passions, our desires are, what motivates us, what drives us, what shows us our interest, something that you deeply care about. And then, of course, there's some things that you don't really care about that much. So I'm going to give a perfect example. I always like to give personal stories here. So when my wife and I, we, uh, when we were dating, we were in school still. We did something called a dual degree program. Sounds awesome. It just means you're broke longer. But anyway, so we're in a dual degree program. We didn't have any money. We wanted to get married because she loved me so much. I'm like, fine, fine. I'll marry you. Gosh. So anyway, so we were at a cancer walk at Christiansburg High School. Okay, we started about 10, 11 o'clock at night, ended about five in the morning. So we're walking throughout the night, raising money for cancer research and stuff like that. And then while we're doing that, I got a piece of paper. We're writing down what we want, what we want to do, this and that, this and that. We we planned the whole wedding to that trip. It was that's why I loved it. That story is just great. We planned the whole entire wedding, and we got to the part where flowers. I was like, we got to pay for the pastor. We got to get the building, the food, and all these things. And she's like, well, don't forget the flowers. Like, flowers. We well, ain't got no money for flowers. Don't worry about no fly- I could care less about flowers. But I thought I said that in my head. Actually came out of my mouth, right? So when I said those things, she wasn't mad. She was hurt because that was something that she cares about. That's where her heart is. It's beautiful to her, right? So me not acknowledging that was saying that I didn't care about the wedding. And that's not what I meant. But what are our hearts? What are our passions? What are our desires? In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, we'll see this verse. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's all about fulfilling his good purpose. What he has for us is what's going to satisfy us. Another verse that we'll read is Proverbs 4, verse 23. This is when I said the heart can be a little tricky. We got to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. If our heart gets distracted by things that pull us away from God, our life is going to move away from the direction that God has for us. So how do do we discover this? How do we know what, what our heart desires and passions are? How do we know what we're totally into? Well, what does your mind automatically turn to? What do you have to have zero motivation to do every day or a couple of times a week? you can just go and do it because that makes you feel like you are complete, right? Those are your hearts and your desires. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to spend a whole service talking about the heart there. It's our basic interest. And for whatever reason, we think that, oh, well, in the church, I can't really do what I want to do. I always think of the story of when I partnered up with Blue Ridge Church years ago when we used to be at the middle school. I love working with kids. And I got put in with the kids' ministry and been there ever since, and it's awesome. So much fun watching kids come from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade now in the middle school class, right? So I love seeing those things. So it was an easy transition for me. Never thought that, you know, as a young kid that I'd be where I am right now. But our abilities, this ties into that, right? Thinking, you know, back in the day when I was in grade school, I used to love to entertain. Could you imagine that? I'm such an introvert, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, so I love to entertain. So when I was in school, I would use to entertain people because I had some deficiencies in my learning. I struggled with certain things in school. So if I could keep them entertained and laughing, that was the way that I would use to kind of block my deficiencies. Never would have thought that I would be doing this with that gift that God has given me, redirecting it in a way of using my ability to draw people closer to him and get a laugh or two here and there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 5 through 6, we'll find this verse. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So there's many different parts that make this thing we call a church or a church service. Many different things. I'm not a drummer. I'm not a vocalist, right? I can't work electronics, right? But when we put all those different pieces together, it makes something whole. So if you're not quite sure, well, I don't know what my abilities are, right? Some of us are abstract thinkers. Some of us are very mechanically inclined, right? Some of us are really good with finances. Some of us are salespersons. We can draw, we can paint. Some of us are good at taking pictures. Some of us are really good at writing. And one of my favorites Some of us still believe that we're athletes for some reason until we actually play against someone who's better than us, right? It's kind of like what I do every morning. I get up in the morning, say, Lord, I know you love me. You give me the strength and power throughout the day, and I am not an athlete anymore, all right? So let me just slow down a little bit. So we have to know what our abilities are. In Exodus chapter 31, verses 3, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. And we just have to put this together, and we're hoping through this series, we're going to figure out our spiritual gifts, we're going to figure out our heart, our abilities, and what that really means. What should take us to now P in the word shape which is our personalities, which is probably one of my favorite ones, because I mentioned before that I work in the kids' ministry. Yeah, I don't say it as a boast, but I say there's a lot of personalities in there. I'm trying to tell you, some of you guys are bring your little personalities, and you drop them off in that room, and you don't tell me that they got so much personality, and you're like, oh, go ahead and have a good time, buddy, okay? And then you come back at the end of the service, and you're like, did you have a good time? Do you want to come back next Sunday? And I'm always standing behind the kid. I'm like, But of course, I'm a Southerner, so I gotta be bless his heart. Just bless his heart, friend. You should go to the next class. It's really good. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of personality in that class, and we have a lot of personality, which is great because God can use that for the building of his kingdom. In Romans chapter 14, 17 through 19, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of the living a life that is a life of goodness. And peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. I wanna encourage you all this. I love the intro of this. It says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or what we drink. Sometimes, as Christ followers, as Christians, we can deter people from following God. Because we're so regimented, oh, it's got to be this way and this and that. I remember when I first partnered with, uh, with the church, I remember I came to the first service. Uh, I'm coming from traditional uh, Baptist church. Uh, so when I came to Blue Ridge Church, when it was at the middle school first, I'm like, oh, this ain't church. Because um, it was no steeple, you know what I mean? Um, and where's my bulletin? But, uh, you know, so I'm walking in, I'm fully dressed to the sock, to the nines. In my family, we call it casket sharp. I was looking good. I had my my suit, my tie. I was looking good. I walked into the church and I realized I am so out of place in here, right? They thought either I was giving the message or I was selling something, right? So I say all that to say it's not about that. It's about our love and desire to bring more people to God, to love on each other, to help each other. It feels so good to be able to help someone who can't help themselves or help with a certain situation, and you'd be able to do that. That's what God wants us to use our shape for. And yes, our personality from day one, we say that about baby. Oh, they got a strong personality. Yeah, but it's going to grow and mature in the right environment. And that's our responsibility. Some of us are laid back. Some of us are extroverted. Some of us like to do the same thing all the time, right? Some of us don't. But there's variety there for all of us, which makes us a great body of Christ, some of us are very competitive. My partner, my significant other, is very competitive, which is great because I too am competitive. And just about everything we do is a competition, which is unfortunate. Remember the game Punch Bug? They like punch one in the arm? Oh, that's intense in my car. It's intense. It's so intense. If I see a punch bug, I don't even have to hit her. I just say, hey babe, look at that car over there. She sees the car and she's fuming because that means I'm winning. and there's no gimmies. I don't let her win. So that's the P for personality. E, experiences. Now, I like to keep messages kind of lighthearted and put it in scripture and things of that nature, but experiences, that's the tough one. See, that's the line that we draw in the sand They say, okay, God, you're supposed to be all good, all knowing. You're going to work things out for me that's for the benefit of others, but this experience thing is a tough one. You see, I mentioned when we first opened up that this is the middle of summer, right? Middle of summer, get a birthday, so, you know, I get more uh, extinguished, or is it distinguished? I think I'm getting older, so it's probably both. Uh, So, you know, I'm getting older now, and I have my birthday, and then right after that, we have our national holiday. But it's also a time in my family that we celebrate. It's hard because it's the anniversary of my dad when he was killed. And, and I think about that because God uses experiences in our lives to help shape us and he'll never waste a hurt or an experience. We have life experiences, spiritual experiences, painful experiences, but God can use them all. But that sounds really good lip service. But how could a God that's so loving and cares for me so much is going to allow that to happen to my family devastate me? Because that was my guy. We did everything together. Even shared the same name. How could you do that, God? But what I've realized in my now life, that tragedy has allowed me to be able to counsel and work with so many other young kids who have gone through similar experiences with the loss of a loved one. Now, I would love to have them right here today to hear me up here talking. I would love it. He'd probably sleep, but he'd be here. But I get a chance to talk to others that are going through that and help them push through and say, you still have a place in God's kingdom, even with that baggage and that hurt. Even with whatever you were doing just last week, God can still use you. No matter where you were, even just 30 minutes ago, God can still use you. Your shape matters to him. Romans 8, 28, we'll find this Bible verse. It says that, and we know that God causes everything to work for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He's going to work things out. And we don't just say that to make us feel good when we go through tragedy. No. He's going to use these experiences so that we can benefit someone else in the road and bring them closer to God. We want to help people that are struggling. We want to help people that are doing great. Always in our house, we always talk about how we want to stay so connected to God when things are going good, when things are going well, because when things aren't, that's usually when it gets more challenging to come to God and ask him to help us, right? So that's the best time to stay connected with God when things are just moving right along on a vacation, right? Just graduated, staying close to God, staying connected. He's going to take our shames, our hurts, our most painful experiences, and make them part of our powerful, powerful ministry and use our shape, our spiritual gifts, our heart, our abilities, our personalities, and our experiences to make us complete. We're complexed, yes, very complexed. However, God made us that way. He made us that way because we're so unique. We're so unique, it takes us to learning point number three. Our shape can be redefined. Now, sure, some of us have more experiences than the other. Good experiences, tragic experiences, funny experiences, right? Some of us have different abilities. Some of us have... Different gifts as well, right? Some of us have different heart experiences. But God's going to use us. He can redefine those situations. There's a, there's a character in the Bible that I love to talk about uh, because he wrote majority of the New Testament. You see, this guy was top of his class. He was smart. He spoke multiple languages. He came from the right family. He was well-respected in the community. He had power and authority. And he hated Christians. I'm, I'm gonna get to the, the good part here in a second. But he hated Christians. I would say he loathed Christians. He crucified Christians. He murdered Christians. However, he had his shape redefined by Jesus Christ. So much so that his name was changed from Saul, it was changed over to Paul, who wrote majority of the New Testament. And it wasn't part of that original twelve. It wasn't Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Paul. He wasn't in that group, but God said, I can use that guy for something bigger than that. I can use this young, lady, this young lady here for something bigger than that. Yes, you've had some hurts, you've had some failed relationships, but I can use you for something bigger than that, opposed to wake up, eat, go to work, come home, eat, sleep, go do the whole cycle over again. There's more to life than that. And Paul's a great example of that. He had so much zeal for rules and regulations, but his heart was changed and redefined. Life sometimes doesn't make sense, kind of like that video, right? Wouldn't it be nice, though, if didn't work well? You sleep well, seven, eight hours of sleep. You wake up, you have breakfast, right? Coffee's always the right temperature. Everybody says, good morning, how are you? No more bedhead. No more bread breath. Uh, You know, you get to work and everybody likes each other. Your car starts and it gets you there on time, right? But like that video, sometimes it doesn't work that way. Learning point number four. Knowing and actively pursuing our shape, our individual shape, excuse me, reduces our stress and brings us satisfaction. Now, that sounds good. But we got to put a little work in here. I'm going to leave this up on the screen for a second. It said, knowing and actively pursuing. That means we got to put in a little bit of work. So, yes, talking to God and praying to God and saying, hey, Lord, I, 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 I'm going to try this thing out a little bit. I'm going to try this Jesus thing out a little bit. I'm not quite there. Or maybe some of you guys are old heads. Not in age, but in your beliefs, in your faith, right? You've been a Christian for 30-plus years, one of the original, right? But you say, all right, Lord, you know, I've been, I've been doing through these things, but I'm stuck here. But we got to put a little work. we got to actively pursue our individual shape, getting into the work, getting into growth groups, putting ourselves in situations and surrounding ourselves with people that we know are going to challenge us to grow deeper in our faith because it's going to help us with our stress. It's going to help us with our satisfaction in life because I think I'm a lot better at doing this than I am at, than I am at stand-up comedy, right, which I thought that's what I was going to do. Right I'm a lot better at this than my previous life of playing sports in college. God used those as platforms to get us to where we are. maybe that's you, right? Maybe that's you. One of my mentors, and I usually don't use a lot of people's names besides Scott because I have to. You know, he makes me say Scott all the time, but uh, I'm just playing. He doesn't make me say Scott. I think I got one more time to say Scott. There you go. Five. Cool. Um, <clears throat> you'll see me again in a couple of weeks because I didn't what I was supposed to do. But nonetheless, so I had a, a mentor, now friend, name is Peter Reynolds. Um, and I tell him when I talk to him how much he impacted my life. Um, when I was when I was in residency, I started a residency program. I was in two years into this specialty. It wasn't where I was finding my shape, my identity. So I changed and got into a new, another residency program, which is hard to do that, but it worked itself out. And through that process, it was some struggles along the way. And I remember he looked at me and he said, Hardy, let me tell you something. Sometimes we spend so much time focusing on what we're not good at. We never really perfect what we are good at. Fortunately, that stuck with me. That just stick with us. What are you good at? What has the Lord blessed you with gifts and talents? Is that not good enough? Is that not enough? And working in those shapes to perfect that. And yeah, there's some things we can work on. I want to learn another language. I can work on that. But let me perfect the one that I have, right? Let me learn how to use that for the benefit of God. I want to encourage you all today. As we go through this series, stick with this series as we go through these each individual um, topics here. Spiritual gifts, heart, ability, our personality, and our experiences. And see if we can identify. We put that, we're going to put that energy in. See if we can identify what our shape is in Christ. For you all that maybe say, you know what, I'm new to this faith, um, or I'm not really quite sure, it's pretty easy because it's all a gift. There's not one person in here that deserved it. Me coming up here talking on a Sunday doesn't mean that I'm not going to have my car break down on the road. Doesn't mean that when I get to work next week that I'm not going to have some struggles, right? That's still going to happen. But my purpose in life isn't just to go to work or to wake up, eat, go to work, come back home, eat, sleep, and do the whole cycle over again. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us a place that we can call church. Just four walls, got a steeple, maybe not. Where it's located, doesn't really matter. We can get in here and talk about you. And the good thing about talking about you, we draw closer to you and we understand what's the purpose in our own lives. Lord, I ask that you can please be with all the people that are part of Blue Ridge Church that are here, maybe they're watching online. Maybe they won't see this until later this week, but that you can bless them, that they can make it back here to the church. people getting involved with different services of volunteering here at the church. We can stretch ourselves a little bit because we're doing it for you. And we know that if we're doing it for you, Lord God, it's all right. We just thank you for loving us. We thank you that we're going to be celebrating our country's independence, which is a great and wonderful day that's coming up on tomorrow. And for some people, it's hard because it brings up some memories that are, that are hard to deal with. And we're dealing with struggles in our own personal lives, Lord God. But we're going to ask you for help, and we're going to actively... Pursue what our shape is. We thank you for loving us, Father, and we just uh, appreciate the chance for letting us be able to be called your children. All these things we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, before we close out, one quick announcement: um, there is a blood drive that's going to be held at our church on July the eighth, between one and six o'clock. So, if you get that good blood of Jesus, yes. Well. Come on and give some of it away because everybody needs some blood. But that's going to be here. The slots are filling up pretty quickly. So please, uh, you can sign up. We have a table that's out here and then give you some more information about that. It's going to be on this coming Friday. So we thank you so much for coming to Worship With Us here today. If you're a partner regular tender, you can give in the black box there. You can go online and do that. We love you guys. Have a wonderful, blessed Sunday.